the new home of UTEP Niners football and UTEP men's basketball. The Orange Revival is on 600 ESPN El Paso. Oh, I'm doing fine, Steve. Uh, what a football game we had last Saturday. Yeah, you're not kidding. Unbelievable. It was. It was an incredible game, and uh, it was a game that a lot of people thought was going to be a very good one between these two teams, between the Miners and New Mexico State. And sure enough, it was uh, exciting all the way down to the wire. I really thought that uh, <clears throat> we'd beat them pretty good. I didn't realize that their quarterback was quite that good, and uh, it's the biggest offensive line I've ever seen. Yes. My friend Ben Collins here was telling me a moment ago and I didn't know you could do this. You know, Jordan Palmer's number five, and they had a, uh, we got a defensive player, number five, too. That's right. Some, some players, you can have the same number on both offense and defense and use the number more than once. No wonder I get confused. And with that, <laughs> let me welcome former UTEP athletic director and uh, football coach for the minors as well, Ben Collins. Thank Thanks so much for joining us. Great to see you, Ben. Thank you. Now, you two are connected in a lot of ways, especially from when uh, Coach first arrived in El Paso. And at that time, Ben, you were, um, you were athletic director as well as football coach. That's right. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what, what you remember from that time when, uh, when you first had a chance to meet Coach Haskins? Oh, yeah. I had a friend here that uh, actually uh, told me about Don, a man who'd been our head basketball coach, George McCarty. And that's how I got interested in John, because George thought that uh, he was really a great basketball coach, and sure enough, George was right. But uh, he talked to me, and I talked to George about yeah. it, and we had Don come out and take a look at the place. And, uh, of course, uh, everybody in town knew that we were getting ready to hire a basketball coach, and they were all wanting to know who it was, and they were calling, and some of them got word that, he had been at uh, Benjamin and Headley and was presently at Dumas. That's Texas. right. And they, they were ringing the phone off of the wall asking me, who is this young man that you got in here? I said, well, he's Don Hassan. They said, we know his name. Where, where's he been? Where's he coached? And I told them, well, he's been to Benjamin and Headley and he's presently at Dumas. They said, well, you've got to admit, that's, that's not very good condition. I said, well, I don't know. He's won everything there was to win at every school he's been at, girls and boys, and besides that, he drove the school bus. <laughs> so, ben, I remember that. <laughs> so, Coach, what about your uh, recollections from uh, when you first had the opportunity to, uh, to meet Ben on your way uh, here to El Paso? Um, you know, I, I, I think the year before I went over and watched Texas Western uh, play West Texas, or maybe it was the year before that, and I, did, I hadn't met him, but I knew who Ben was. And uh, he had a, uh, an incredible background as a player at West Texas. And uh, uh, the first time I actually met him, you know, was at President Ray's office and George McCarty was there. And uh, uh, Ben was kind of on a hot spot, really, because yeah, the president put, on him, put it on him pretty good. And he said, are you willing to take on this young guy that's been that's coaching over? <laughs> and Ben said, "Yes, I am." And uh, Ben, I'll always be uh, grateful for that. Uh, I lived in the dorm. Um, uh, we got along uh, well, not just then, but throughout all the years. And um, I thought, you know, now Steve, I've told you this 
before he came over here. I thought Ben Collins had the most innovative mind as far as offense that I had ever watched. I'd never seen people split people out wide. And uh, uh, Ben will know this little guy's name. He'd become a brain surgeon, Dell. Dell Williams. Dell Williams, all right. Oh, and yes. uh, uh, we had a left-handed quarterback that could really throw it. And the thing that was remarkable about this whole situation was uh, Ben taught a full load of classes. Uh, <clears throat> Kenneth George and uh, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy Williams. Walker. Jimmy Walker, excuse me. You know how I am about names. Anyway, all of these guys, all three of them, that's only yeah. three coaches we had. And they taught a full load. And I'd go down and, uh, um, you know, they're getting dressed and they're coaching paraphernalia and uh, their shorts and what have you. And Ben's telling the other two guys what they're going to do. And uh, nowadays we got, uh, we got more coaches and we got players. But we had a very exciting football team. I enjoyed watching them. And uh, throughout the years, I've watched the Miners play. But I never have ever thought that we had a better coach than Ben Collins at this school. Ben, how did you manage to coach a football team and also you know, teach a full course load at, at the university? Was that standard practice back in those years? Well, it was standard practice here. I don't know what it was other places, but... We were playing teams like University of Arizona and Arizona State and people like that. And it was kind of unfair in a way that our situation against people like that. But nevertheless, we, we did fairly well. And, and a, a two-man staff is kind of easy to handle. We're getting back to Don. I think uh, Dr. Ray was more, more interested in whether Don was going to be able to run the athletic dormitory mm -hmm. the way he wanted it run uh, so much as he was about his coaching ability. But I assured him that uh, what I'd heard about Don and what he had come up through, the program with Mr. Iba and so forth, he would be able to run the dormitory. What was your first reaction about Don Haskins, the person, when you had a chance to meet him and sit down and talk to him a little bit? I thought he was kind of a weirdo. He, uh, <clears throat> he had some funny ways. He's just a country boy, and I like that. But uh, when he said, uh, <clears throat> you want to go coyote calling? I said, what? He said, let's go out and call some coyotes. And that's what we did. And uh, he, didn't, he only took me one time. And the reason he didn't take me again, we went out, and Don called one up, and he almost jumped right in my lap. And I turned and shot and missed him. And Don, in disgust, said, that's as close as I can get. <laughs> no, that's not quite the truth. But Ben and I were looking around the big cactus. And uh, I, I thought I heard something. I looked around. And his uh, coyote was uh, real close when Ben turned around. I was looking right at him, and his eyes got big as saucers. But uh, uh, running the dorm was pretty easy. You know, uh, now it wasn't when Bum got here. That, that was a little, that was different. But uh, Ben told me what he wanted over there. He, he wanted to have an 11 o'clock curfew. And he said, uh, you catch any of my guys. I don't care if he's my best or my worst. And uh, 
I think we had a couple casualties during that time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, he never blinked when I told him who it was. And uh, uh, they all knew the rules, what we were going to do. And uh, that, that was the way it was. I always admired him as a coach very much. And uh, I've said this many times. I think he's one of the finest men that I've ever known in my life. Ben, you've had the opportunity 10 years as an assistant under Jack Curtis, who you played for, and then Mike Brumbelow. And um, over the years, including your years as a head coach, uh, you had a chance to coach some incredible talent. Uh, two in particular really stand out, uh, Jesse Whittington and also Don Maynard. Yeah. Yeah, they were great athletes. Jess, Jess Whittington was a just letter boy, and we went down, uh, Mike uh, Brumbelow and I went down to talk to Jesse, and uh, he was kind of non-committal. You didn't know what Jesse was thinking or what he might say or do, but he was one of the greatest athletes I believe we, ever, we have ever had here. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that, the first year we had Jess as a freshman, he started as a fullback. The second year, Jess started as a quarterback. And uh, no, the year before that, he, he went as a, as a running back, a halfback. And then his last year, he was a quarterback. And he made all conference in two of those three years. Now, that's pretty incredible. That is pretty amazing. And uh, same thing, Don Maynard. Uh, Don Maynard. Did you, did you, did you uh, think? Hold it, hold it, hold it. You what, too. you're stopping the show already? What? Yeah, I'm stopping. Then Jesse. Uh, was all pro with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four, five, six years. Didn't he play on one of those Vince Lombardi teams he at sure one? He sure did. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. I did not know that. I thought he came here as a quarterback. Well, he did, actually. But uh, we had, had a quarterback, and we yeah. put him at fullback, and he was just as just as special there as he was at quarterback. Sorry, Steve. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say Don Maynard, the other one. Did you know, did you, did you have a feeling that Don Maynard was going to be, you know, ticketed to greatness when he was here at, at Texas Western? I thought if he could stand the punishment that he was probably going to take, yeah. that he would be great. And he was. He was very, very flexible. The guy was, I can't remember him ever mission, missing a game because of an injury. And Don had tremendous speed. I'll never forget one night we were playing North Texas State. They had a great team. And they were ahead of us by six points. And there was about two minutes left. And I called my quarterback over and I said, look, tell everybody to stay in and block. Flank Don out as far as he can go without going out of bounds. And let him run to the middle of the goalpost. And you throw it as far as you can throw it. Well, Don outran everybody on the team. And... We threw it, and he caught it for a touchdown, and we win the ball game. He was that kind of a football player. 880-5763-880-KROD. Let's do this, guys. Let's take our first break right now. When we come back, more with Ben Collins. If you have a question for either Don Haskins or Ben Collins, give us a ring. Lines available, 880-5763. The Don Haskins Show continues from Fuddruckers, only on News Radio KROD. The new home of UTEP Miners football and UTEP men's basketball, the Orange Revival, is on 600 ESPN El Paso. AM 600.
Welcome back as we continue with more of the Don Haskins Show, 880-5763, 880-KROD, our telephone number. Ben Collins is our guest, former minor athletic director and football coach. And if you have a question for either of the two individuals, uh, we will have to hear from you right now. Matter of fact, the uh, caller of the show will win themselves a $50 Border Bucks card from Howdy's Food Mart. You can use it for gas food, groceries, anything you want, folks. $50 from Howdy's for the caller of the show. And with that, let's go to the phone lines right now and welcome Mike from Horizon. Mike, thanks for the phone call. You're first up on the Don Haskins Show. How you doing, Mike? Mike, are you there? Both of you coaches, I, uh, I feel a kind of kindred spirit to you guys. My, uh, my mom was a cheerleader uh, been back uh, when Don Maynard played football for you and Turner. And uh, my uh, my dad and my uncle played at Athleta High School. You may remember a Mark Nunez or a oh, John yeah. Nunez. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark is my uncle. I heard he was a pretty good athlete and played some college ball. But uh, And then my wife's uncle is John Sanders. So I've heard some great stories. I was uh, out having dinner, uh, Coach Haskins, with uh, Wade Phillips and Lori, who was my cousin one night. And they were telling me about some of the coyote hunts you guys used to go on when uh, when Bum was here and Wade played at uh, El Paso High School. He's like Bum, He's like Ben. He missed his too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it got brought up when we were sitting there at Cattleman's having dinner, watching yeah. him feed the coyotes outside the window. He just couldn't believe they were doing that. But uh, you know, I, hey, Coach Haskins, I, uh, you know, you're the crown jewel of El Paso, and I've met you a couple times, I think, with John Sanders. But you, uh, well, you brought so much pride to this the city and uh i've never actually called in and talked to you on the show and you know uh it's just uh you know proud to have you from el paso and uh glad you stayed here for all those years i think that's a great example for uh, uh for other coaches yeah thank you very much and uh uh <clears throat> have you ever had john sanders over to your house uh all the time he was uh at uh my Mason's initiation last night. I hope you get something to drink over. Oh yeah, you know he's got a he's got something attached to his hand all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> he's Irish. Yes, he is. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but hey, uh, you know I'm proud of both you guys and uh, glad you glad you guys stayed did what you did. Thank, Thank you, you very Mike. much. Thank you. We need more of that. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for getting us started. Eight eight zero five seven six three eight eight zero K R O D. Let's go next to uh, Silver City. That's where we find uh, Manny. Manny, you're on with Coach Haskins and uh, Coach Curtis. Hey, Coach. Hey, Steve. Coach. How you guys doing? Love talking, hearing your show and, and hearing the stories of Coach's hunting season. But I called last week and let you know that uh, NMSU would lose to UTEP. They tend to play up to their potential with whoever they're playing against. So I have a feeling we're going to have a good game against SMU this weekend. You, uh, you, you either, uh, either the two of you want to take that one? You thinking about uh, SMU I'm, first, I'm uh, Coach Haskins? I'm beginning to wonder what we're going to do. I, I think we're pretty good. Uh, but I thought we were going to beat the Aggies pretty easy. So, uh, you know, SMU beat us over last year in a very important game for us. I think we already knew we had a bowl bid. And uh, um, I don't know. Ben would know more about that than I do. He's an old football coach. What do you think, Ben? Coach Collins, your well, thoughts? I'll just say this, that uh, not always do the Aggies and Miners have a close game. A lot of times uh, uh, we have whipped them pretty good, and I think back when I was coaching, they whipped us every now and then. But uh, that was as good a game as I have ever seen out there Saturday night. 
Uh, I think the fans appreciated it, and I think everybody went, went away. Nobody went home feeling like a loser. I think both teams, it was like the week before when they played Texas Tech. Uh, both teams, and I, I think the announcer at the game was very uh, proper when he said after the game was over, I'm talking about the Texas Tech game, he said, fans, let's give these two fine teams a hand. Yeah. And that, that really sums it up. Manny, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you getting in right now. You hey. bet. I, I, I think the coach has got them a little bit fired up for this game, though, so look for UTEP to, to come out strong. Hey, let me add something to this. Yes. Um, uh, during the week, uh, after uh, or this past week after the New Mexico State game, you know, we've been talking about having trouble with our uh, running, and I made the comment to a friend. I said, you know, uh, Marcus Thomas got 75, 80 yards first quarter, and he didn't run with it second quarter. And this guy said, we didn't have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. I Fine. think they had the ball 13 well, they minutes. Did. Yeah, yeah, they had it a lot. Matter so, of fact, so that's UTEP, what I know about football. UTEP ran uh, five plays in the entire second quarter, and uh, that, NMSU ran uh, either 42 or 43 plays. Maybe that was you that told me. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons New Mexico State gets so many plays in, they never huddle. They never have an offensive huddle. Mm -hmm. Everything's called with people scattered all over the field. It's, it's the Texas Tech offense is what right. it is. Pretty, uh, pretty talented similar. group, too. Uh, I think uh, what they've done with New Mexico State, uh, you can tell this is going to be a good team for a long time. Hey, uh, Steve, how many plays they run New Mexico State? 93? Yeah. 90-something. Ben, have you ever heard of that? No, that's a lot. That's I'm, an awful I've lot of plays. I've never heard of that. Have you, uh, you know what? I appreciate the phone call, Manny. Thank you for getting in. Thank Eight, you. You bet. Hey, thank you, Manny. 880-5763, 880-KRD. Do you ever remember a quarterback throwing the ball 73 times in a football game, Ben? No, no, I sure haven't, no. We used to throw it 20 and think we'd really fill the air with footballs. But, uh, no, I've never heard of a quarterback throwing that many times in a game. Yep, 48 of 73, 500-plus yards. It was an amazing game for, uh, for Holbrook, and yet he wasn't even the whack Offensive Player of the Week. Well, uh, I, who'd they vote on, by the way? Uh, I, I think it was a player from Boise State who actually received the honors. Really? So, well, yeah, he's for real. I tell you what, I wondered. You know, they'd played a couple of Division Two teams: uh, Texas Southern, uh, Southeastern Louisiana, where yes. Hal used uh, used to coach. You know, Hal Mummy was an offensive coordinator here, mm -hmm. and I thought he was really, really good. Uh, back in those days, of course, that was four years and yeah, back then. So we fired him. <laughs> what are your thoughts of uh, Mike Price, Coach? Now that you've had a chance to uh, to oh, see his well, team for the last couple of years, what do you think? Gosh, I think he's a great coach. He's a not only a great coach, he's a great organizer. He gets the, he comes in and he gets the the school, not only the school, but he gets the whole city behind this football team, and he does some good recruiting. He picks up some players that. Uh, for one reason or another, uh, didn't make it at the first school they went to, and they come in here and do a good job. And uh, I think he's very aware of the academics as well as the athletics, and I just feel like that UTEP has got a great coach, and I hope we can hang on to him. I know uh, that's going to be tough. Coach Haskins, you probably yeah. echo those sentiments. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, we got to keep Mike Price here. Yeah. Well, 
Right now, um, he's this is his third year here, and uh, you know, I think he likes it. And uh, his whole family's you know, here. Um, his entire family's here. When he, you know, he, uh, one of his boys was an NBA uh, co- uh, coach, NFL, NFL. yeah, and. Uh, um, I don't know which one. Is it was that Eric? Eric, who actually Eric? coached for the Jets one year. Yeah, or two years. and uh, uh, what a background they've got growing up uh, watching film. Uh, uh, their background's unbelievable. So, uh, and I think our entire staff, uh, Tim Hunley, you know, I don't know all the coaches' names. Yeah. Coach Livingston coaches the line. I know that, and he's very good. Uh, Coach Hunley has made a big difference. And Ben, I don't know. Now, you would know this being a football coach, but I did not think one player could make that much difference to our team, like uh, number six, uh, Jeremy Jones. But it appears that he does. Oh, yeah. I think he was a great player, and there's no doubt about that. And we miss him a lot. But there's some of those kids that are coming in and, and doing their very best to take over and fill that gap. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. It's not, uh, I'm glad we're having some good games. I'm sure it's harder on the coaching staff to, to have them that close, but I'm telling you the truth, the fans love it, and uh, uh, it's really entertaining football. 880-5763, let's take another break. When we come back, more with Ben Collins, former minor athletic director and football coach. You have a question for either. Coach Collins, your Coach Haskins, 880-5763. We are live at Fuddruckers, home of the world's greatest hamburgers, home of the Don Haskins Show. Back right after this on News Radio KROD. The new home of UTEP Miners football and UTEP men's basketball. The Orange Revival is on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. As we continue more of the Don Haskins Show from uh, Fuddruckers here on the west side of town, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. If you have not been able to pick up your copy of uh, Glory Road, the soft cover book uh, written by the bear, Don Haskins and Dan Wetzel, we've got now 19 copies left. Coach will personalize those for you and autograph them. The uh, price is $15. And uh, Coach, as you told me earlier, there could be a book signing later in the year. It's unconfirmed right now. This is the last of the batch uh, that we know we have for Glory Road books. Uh, there's a possibility. Uh, uh, Dusty Henson out Saddleback Company has asked me to come out there for one more time, and I haven't made up my mind yet, but yeah. uh, we'll see. And, and that would be just before Christmas somewhere. Nice. All right. In the meantime, as we continue our conversation right now with former minor head football coach and athletic director Ben Collins, you want to get in and chat with uh, either a Hall of Famer or Coach Collins, 880-5763, 880-KROD, our telephone number right now. We've got lines available. Caller of the show will take home that $50 Border Bucks gift card from Howdy's Food Marts. I've got a pair of tickets for the Miners and SMU to give away to Saturday's game, and I also have tickets for the iOS Amigo Air Show this weekend at Biggs Army Airfield. And uh, 
You know, you, you look and talk about uh, the, the miners of today, compare them to the miners of yesteryear. Ben, you've lived in El Paso all these years. You've seen a lot of football. Unfortunately, we've also seen a lot of losing over the years, which is probably one of the reasons why it's so exciting now to see this football program and this university really back on its winning ways, both football as well as basketball. I got something I want to throw in. Sure. Just thought of it. Okay. Ben, uh, you know that building up there, the Larry Durham Center? Yeah. Tell me about Larry Durham. He, Great uh, point. He recruited me. Larry Durham was a young man from Sweetwater, and uh, I was recruiting because he used to go up and down Highway 80, which is now Interstate 10 and 20, and uh, Odessa and Midland and Big Spring, Sweetwater, those towns were where we looked for football players. Went in Sweetwater and looked at some film on a young man, and his name was Charlie Barnett, and... Uh, Liked what I saw and uh, told Charlie I'd give him a scholarship. On the way to the, my car to go on down towards Abilene, a young man followed me out to the car. He said, Coach, can I speak to you? And I said, sure. He said, uh, I'm Larry Durham, and said, uh, I'm a better football player than the guy you just gave a scholarship to. <laughs> and I said, oh, you are? And he said, yeah, I am. I said, I'll tell you what, when he comes out, uh, you jump in the car and come with him, and we'll, we'll take a look at you. Well, to make a long story short, Charlie Barnett stayed, and I'm, this is nothing against Charlie Barnett. He probably had his reasons, but he stayed three days and went back to Sweetwater. Larry Durham came, hung on, played for me, played for Bum Phillips, became a millionaire, <laughs> donated... Uh, all this money. So I tell everybody, look, I didn't recruit Larry Durham. Larry Durham recruited me. And that's actually the way it was. That's knew, a great story. Uh, Steve, Don, I'm glad I, I you knew brought that, that story. Up. Uh, uh, Larry, I remember him as a young freshman. They called him Magoo. You remember yeah, that, man? How'd he, he get, how'd he get the nickname Magoo? Oh, he couldn't see. Same way. Um, well, he wore yeah, these you, big, thick glasses, you know. Yeah, now he's got. Uh, well, I see that picture in the Larry Durham Center, and he's not wearing. He's more. not wearing any glasses. That's right. He doesn't. <laughs> no, he. Uh, um, what he? Well, he, he's got contacts. I guess when you're in the 1960s and you're taking a big picture of yourself in your football uniform, you don't want to have giant, uh, giant uh, glasses on while you're posing for that picture. I don't know if he did or not, but uh, Larry couldn't have found the field if he hadn't. Have. <laughs> That's true. Let's go back to the phones, guys. We've got uh, Gary joining us next on a mobile. Gary, thanks for the call. You're on with uh, the Bear and Ben Collins. Uh, Mr. Collins, uh you know, at that time when you were athletic director at that time, what kind of budget did you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. You know, our budget was next to nothing, really, because uh, I'll never forget our, our business manager, a man named Marshall Pennington, called me over to his office one day, and he said, you know, I've run on to about $8,000 here that I, no one is claiming, would you mind if I would put that in your budget? And I said, Marshall, I might give you a big kiss because we were just just barely hanging on as far as budget goes. Right. That's the reason all of the coaches taught classes, a full load of classes, so they could get a salary. 
because the athletics just wouldn't cut it. We were playing in Old Kid Field, and if we'd have had a sellout every game, we'd only had 8,000 people there. So it was oh, tough. Uh, Economically, we were, we were in trouble. Of course, I'm, I was from Headley, and uh, our crowds wasn't very big there in Benjamin. But uh, um, I'll tell you what, uh, as I recall, we had a full house. And I was thinking it was 12,500, not 8,000. Do what? I thought it was 12,500. 12, I was probably cutting it a little short. Yeah. You try to make these things sound yeah. as good as you can. You did, you did a good job, though, Ben. You did an excellent job. Now, I, I hate to... Uh, do you know what your football budget was? Oh, I really don't, Don. I remember what mine was second year. What was it? Because you or somebody got after me. It was 4000 I spent all of it on Jim George Barnes. McCarty got after <laughs> <laughs> Gary, so, we spent all my money hey, on one, one guy. One other one, real yes. quick. It, it was since we just played New Mexico State up. I remember, I, I don't know if you were athletic director or not, but when uh, Juan Borrego caught the last pass or something there in that one of the New Mexico games, and I think we won 6 nothing. Do you remember that? Well, ben, Juan Borrego. Borrego catching the uh, the pass and winning six nothing against New Mexico State. What year was that? Do you have any idea, Gary? I thought it was in the early '70s. Oh, well, I know it was for that match. I, I wouldn't remember that. Okay, because well, I wasn't sure. That was actually we, Gary, and I thank you for the phone call. That was actually sure. we just found out 1970 in Bobby Dobbs when that happened. Yeah, yeah I yeah. kind of remember that name. You kind of remember uh, Borrego? Borrego? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you remember Bobby Dobbs. So, Certainly do. Without a doubt. 880-5763, 880-KROD. As uh, we continue with more here on the Don Haskins Show, you have a question. Now's the time to get it in. You could win that $50 Border Bucks gift card from Howdy's Food Mart. I have a hard time when you talk about these athletic budgets, realizing how minuscule your recruiting budget is, trying to uh, recruit for $4,000. So if you spent it all on Jim Barnes, how'd you bring everybody else in? You got most of them by phone. But uh, I'll never forget, Ben told me when I first got here, I think I asked him that question, and he said, uh, uh, you don't remember this, but I remember you saying it, don't worry about it till we stop you from going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, knew, I knew it was pretty, but I remember, I guess it was George, that Tommy said, you're spending all your money on that one guy, Jim Barnes. Well, that was the best money we ever spent. I think you're right. I, and I, Every trip I made to Lot in Oklahoma was by car. Yeah. So you logged a lot now, of miles. Nowadays, Ben, that would cost 20000 That's gas. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I can remember that we, we did all of ours by car, but the one thing that we did have, usually one of the car dealers downtown would furnish the athletic department with a car, and that's what we used to do uh, nine-tenths of our recruiting in was a car that they furnished us for free, one of the dealers downtown. Was El Paso always a, a football town in your mind, ever since you've been I here? I think so. El Paso is really not much different from most towns. Uh, if you're doing good, if you're winning some ball games, they're, they're, they're with you. They'll stay with you. But I'll tell you what, they're not going to stay with you too long if you start losing too many. And that's just human nature. And uh, people tell you, well, we're going to fill the stands, although we had an 0-10 record. That's not true. I don't know if anybody's going to fill the stands no. with an 0-10 record. 
just not going to do it. So this is a good town. You can tell by the way that if you've been to the last two games out here, yep. you couldn't stir them with a stick. There's a lot of, a lot of people in there. And so, uh, and it'll continue. There'll be another big crowd at SMU. And, and it uh, sounds like you still enjoy minor football as much now as you did when you were coaching. Oh, I do. I love it. I love particularly the Aggie game because my youngest son played at New Mexico State. And uh, so I was, I was hoping it in in a nothing-nothing tie. <laughs> 880-5763 our telephone number as we continue 646 let's take another break back with more in a moment as we uh, continue our conversation with Ben Collins on the Don Haskins show live from Fuddruckers West and only on news radio KROD the new home of Utah Miners football and Utah men's basketball the Orange Revival is on 600 ESPN El Paso And welcome back as we continue final segment of the hour of the Don Haskins Show. Don't forget, coming up next hour, Joe Gomez is here and will join us. A man that is uh, very connected to not only the Bear and Texas Western, but the 1966 team. But right now, we're continuing with former minor head football coach and athletic director Ben Collins. You want to get in, 880-5763-880-KROD. That's our telephone number as we continue... Ben, uh, give me uh, your list of some of your favorite uh, football players that uh, you had a chance to coach uh, while here at Texas Western and later UTEP. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, uh, I was 16 years here coaching, and over a period of 16 years, there's, there's so many guys. And if you mention one or two, you're going to leave out a whole bunch, and I kind of hesitate. But I'll just start and just... There were a lot of kids that I really admired, and we've already talked about one, and Jesse Whitman and Don Maynard and Bob Lariba and Bob and Dick Forrest and uh, just a lot of guys. Ernest Keeley, Joe Valencia, Wayne Hansen. Uh, we had uh, uh, quarterback Dick Chenault. Yeah. Uh, Jim Bowden, by the way, was one of our quarterbacks and did a great job for us. So I, I could just go on forever. You know, if you coach a place for 16 years, uh, you've seen a lot of players come and go. And we had some great players over the years. And, of course, we have great players now. That's going to be true wherever you are and however long you stay. So uh, I, I would hesitate to mention too many because... I'd leave out so many, and, and I don't ever want to do that. Well, what some people might not realize about you, Ben, was that you played at West Texas State uh, for Jack Curtis from 1939 to 1941. But in 1941, your junior season, you finished with 1,151 yards rushing, 132 points scored, which was second in the nation. That earned you a little All-American honor under Coach Curtis. But for your senior year, you were ineligible. Tell everybody what, uh, what happened and why you weren't able to play. Well, we were kind of an outlaw team when I went up there. Not an outlaw, but we weren't really in a, in a recognized conference. So we got in a conference, and the, the conference we got in had a rule that if you played, you could only play three varsity years. And I had played my freshman year on the varsity team, so that meant that I would be ineligible 
for my uh, my senior year, and it really hurt. But then, uh, long about that time, we we're all beginning to sign up and go into the service anyway. So it happened at a good time, actually. Spent actually, uh, I think, five years in the Marine Corps, and uh, you came back to El Paso from the Marine Corps. I did. I got out in March, and Jack Curtis called me uh, along about my birthday in April and said, what are you going to do now that you're out of the service? And I said, well, I've been thinking I'll go back to West Texas and get my degree. I still lacked about a semester of work. And he said, well, I've got a better idea. You come out here, transfer your hours to, at then it was Texas College of Mines, and uh, you can be a member of my coaching staff. So that was great, and that's exactly what I did. And I've been here ever since. Uh, ben, I did not know you were here when it was Texas College of Mines. Yeah, Texas College of Mines and Metallurgy. When did, when did uh, 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 become Texas Western? When well, I wish you hadn't asked me that because I, I can't answer it correctly because if I gave you a year, somebody would call well, and I, say, I, hey. couldn't, I couldn't tell you when Texas Western became UTEP. So we're well, either. I can't either, actually. Uh, but that's not important. The important yeah. thing is it. We've you know, the, we've grown. the thing that uh, I always admired about uh, uh, yourself, Mike Brumbelow, and Jack Curtis, I know we didn't have much to go on. Like, uh, like I said, when I got here, Ben had two assistants, taught a full load, and I don't know. Uh, they came up with some football, like Wayne Hanson. Yeah. He, wasn't he eight or nine years all pro? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Don Maynard, where's he from? Don was with the Jets. No, no, I meant where'd he come from high school? Oh, uh, little, little town. Denver over, City? What's, was it Denver City? Wasn't Denver City, but it was something over there on Highway 80 between around Sweetwater, Big Springs, somewhere in that area. But I can't remember exactly where it was. But you look at the connection, and you look at all these players, and look at how many of them went on to uh, to be so successful well, in the Well, uh, 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 well, we had some great coaches, and uh, uh, I got a feeling that when you took Don Maynard uh, and some of these guys, uh, it's kind of like uh, we were talking about Larry Durham. Uh, he kind of walks on. And I had a kid one time. Uh, that lives here in town still, Ron Jones. Yeah. I was looking at this other guy who went to Washington, yeah. and Ron Jones followed me to the car, and he said, Coach, you're taking the wrong, you're after the wrong guy. <laughs> so we ended up taking him, and uh, he started three years and was a heck of a player. Nice story. Yeah. Now, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you, you were a football coach for the minors while you were athletic director? Yes. And you were uh, teaching a full course load? Uh, so, not, not then, no. I, they had thing. cut me down to one class. Well, I, I'm uh, happy they. I'm surprised you didn't have. Yeah, I'm surprised you had one class. Yeah, and I thought you had three or four. It's amazing. I've got one know. story. We we talk about money and the budget and so forth. When Mike Brumlow was the head coach and I was one of his assistants, he had a, a banquet that uh, he wanted to go to at Hobbs. They told him they'd pay him to come over and speak at their banquet. And I went with him, and we made a recruiting trip out of it. Yes. But I'll never forget, 
Mike said, could you pay me right after the banquet? <laughs> we didn't have enough to check into a hotel. This is true. Now, I'll never forget the next morning he pulled in a gas station, and I hadn't heard this since I was a kid. He said to the guy at the gas station, what's the price of your gas? And when did you hear? Nobody ever asked that. But he did because we didn't have much money. Yeah. But we had to have gas. You'd have had a hell of a time getting back yeah, now, that's Ben. That's right, we would have. <laughs> ben, we want to thank you so much for spending the hour with us and joining us here on the Don Haskins Show. And please come back again anytime. Been my pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. It's ben Don. Collins, we're coming back. Joe Gomez next hour, number two. We are live at Fud Rockers. More in a moment on News Radio KROD.